0: And welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we are doing a quick little episode about emergency equipment and specifically owning your room and being ready for whatever might happen. So this topic came about after a conversation I had with one of my new coworkers in the cath lab. He was giving us some reminders at the end of the week, little tidbits, things to to keep in mind or to remember for the following week, that sort of thing. And one of the topics that he touched on was what he does every day to set up his room to make sure that he's ready for any emergencies or problems that he might run into with his patients. And I thought that this was just such a great topic to share with you guys because I think it's an important reminder for us as we are starting if we are starting somewhere new or starting our first, you know, job in nursing to remember our basics. And I think that's the first thing that we throw out the window because it's the simplest, right? We have so much to learn. There's so many complex things that we need to absorb and understand that sometimes we forget about the simple things like, what would I do right now if my patients started coding? Those things are so important for us to remember and be prepared for that if we can just start our shifts with that in mind, then we can worry about the complex stuff for the rest of the shift. So I just wanted to make a little quick episode to remind you of those emergency things, the emergency equipment you'll need, the little things that you can do when you're first starting to make sure that you're familiar with everything you might use, where things are, how to kind of navigate and use some of these items, and what you can do at the beginning of your shift to make sure that your room is set up so that you are ready for whatever might happen. Now, this does not mean that you will be like, necessarily running a code right off the bat or, you know, using everything yourself all by yourself. That's not how this is going to go. If there is a code, you'll have a team. They're going to help you. But if it's your patient, if it's your room, it's so important that you own that at the very least. You own your room. You know that the equipment that you might need is there. You know where the buttons are that you might need to push, all that sort of stuff. I think it's important for us to keep in mind. So first things first, where is the code cart on your unit? When you start a new job, even if it's been a couple months and you forgot to ask that simple question, ask it the next time you're there, or go find it yourself. Whatever that whatever that is, um, you can ask your educator, you can ask your charge nurse. If you're you know a little nervous, maybe just find that nurse that you are comfortable asking those questions to. If you feel like it's something you should know by now and you don't, and you're a little embarrassed, that's okay, but that's not an excuse not to ask the question. So I want you to find out where that code card is, whatever the closest one is. If you have a couple, know where they all are. The next thing is, do you know how to push it? Do you know how to pull that plastic off and navigate that card? Because the last thing that you wanna do is be a part of a code. Somebody says, go grab the code card. You run over there and you can't figure out how to take the break off and navigate using the little handles or whatever. That's an easy thing that you can play with you know with your preceptor or if you just ask someone, "Hey, you know what? I don't think I've ever na- used this code cart. Can you show me how to push it around?" It takes 2 seconds, but it makes the- a world of a difference if it comes down to an emergency and you at least know how to push that code cart to the room. Another option here if you want to kind of get familiar with your code cart is following a code. If somebody pulled it out and used anything in it, it is now no good. They're going to send it to whatever, whoever you know gives them a new code cart, they're going to reset it. And so you have a huge opportunity there with that code cart if you are new and you haven't really played with the code cart at your facility. So if there's been a code or somebody pulled it out and pulled something off of it, there was an intubation, whatever it might be, you're going to see some codes on your unit and there's going to be a code cart lying around that needs to be reset and changed out for a new one. And when that happens, if you have the time, take it. Go play with the code cart and pull your preceptor with you. Ask them, hey, you know, I've really haven't been part of a code at this facility. Where is everything in here? Can you show me how this works? Whatever it looks like. But at the very least, you can push that thing around. You can play around with navigating and driving it. You can look through all the drawers because it's no good anymore. They're going to reset this cart. So you can open all the drawers, play with the stuff in it as much as you need to, to get familiar with, here's where the oral airways are. Here's where the oxygen is. Here's where the meds are. This is where the epinephrine is. Again, if you take the time just to play with these things a little bit, the next time you're part of a code, if you're trying to help in any way and somebody says, I need epi, you know where that is. Or if they're saying, I need an airway, you know where that equipment is. You know how to pull the backboard off the front. You, you'll know how to play with or connect the defibrillator pads, that sort of thing is so vital and so helpful when there is a code. And if it's your patient, the last thing that you want to be doing is fumbling around with a code card you know nothing about. Another option with your code card, if it's helpful for you, is you should have some sort of educator, um, some, some sort of education center at your hospital, somewhere where they do training and that sort of thing, they usually will have a, some sort of code cart that you could probably just email someone and say, hey, real quick, can I come by and play with the code cart and get familiar or whatever. They might be able to run mock scenarios with you, that sort of thing. At some point, I'm assuming you'll probably be taking ACLS or BLS, those sorts of classes, and those are other opportunities for you to play with those things. But they should have a code cart, defibrillator, that sort of thing that you can play with and get familiar with because those pieces of equipment can be intimidating, but we need to get familiar with them so that we're ready in case of an emergency. So check out those options, get familiar with your code card, especially where it is, how to push it and how to get it to whatever room they need the code card. That's number one. And along these same lines, make sure that you know where other emergency equipment is on your unit, like if you have a chest tube cart or a a pericardial synthesis tray, that sort of thing. If you have those sorts of equipment, pieces of equipment on your unit, make sure that you know where they are, how to use them, that sort of thing. This is a great opportunity When you are first starting, that's the exact time that you need to be asking these questions. And that's the time when people expect them from you. So it's okay to ask. Sometimes I know that if you've been a nurse for a little while, like for me, sometimes I don't feel as comfortable as I should. I should feel comfortable asking these things. But sometimes I feel a little embarrassed if I don't know what somebody's referring to or where something is. Like, for example, in this conversation I had with my new coworker, he was like, "Um, you should have your zole set up in the morning. And in my brain, I'm like, what the heck is a (laughs) zole? And he was referring to the defibrillator we have, which is called a zole. Apparently, that's like the brand that makes it. But I've never heard of it referred to that way. So that was a new new lingo for me. So if you hear someone say zole, they're probably referring to your defibrillator. So it is an important piece of equipment to know how to use. Three big things to know about your code cart is how to turn the defibrillator on, where are your defibrillator pads, how do they connect, and where's the epi. Those are going to be the first three things that you're probably going to need to remember and then maybe the backboard on top of that so you can pop that under your patient if a code is happening. So just keep that in mind when you're first starting out. That's an important thing to know where it is, how to locate, how to navigate it. The other aspect I wanted to discuss today is how to make sure that your room is set up so that you're ready for an emergency within your room. And this is an important thing about owning your room because that is your patient and you are gonna be the first one responsible if something happens in that room. If there's a code and you're in there, you're the first one. So you have to be ready to do what you need to do to take care of your patient before others arrive. So a few big things when you first come into your room at the start of your shift to make sure that everything works. These are the things I want you to go through in your head. You can do your head-to-toe assessment, all of that, introduce yourself to the patient, but also check each of these things every single day. I don't care if you've been a nurse for 35 years, you should still be checking all of these things so that you're ready for whatever might happen. So first thing, do you have suction and does it work? All of these things on the wall, sometimes they fail, sometimes they don't work. And you don't want to figure out that your suction's not working when you're trying to intubate. That's the last thing you want to be worrying about in that moment. So do you have suction? Is it working? Is there an Ambu bag in your room or is there one nearby? So I know for like the floor, I'm not sure if you guys have Ambu bags in every room. If you have an intubated patient patient or somebody on like heated high flow or needs a high level of support in terms of oxygenation, then you should have an Ambu bag in your room. Um, if you are working on the floor, just at least know where can I get an Ambu bag really quickly. And also, if I have a patient on any sort of oxygen, do I have the next level up nearby in case they, your oxygenation needs increase really fast? So if they're on nasal cannula, do I know where a mask is, for example? Essentially, you just want to be ready if your patient's oxygen needs change quickly and rapidly. You want to be able to support them if they need respiratory support If you are working with an Ambu bag, another thing to remember here is, do you know how to put one together as it comes out of the bag? So in the ICU, at least, you should have a set up Ambu bag on the shelf attached to oxygen if your patient's intubated, especially like that thing should be ready to go. But I've run into the case where somebody, we went to CT or something, took the Ambu bag, somebody left it behind. So we didn't have one when we needed it. So I had to quickly grab one off the code cart, opened it, and I was like, shoot, no idea how to put this together. So it took me an extra few seconds to figure it out. Somebody had to tell me. So if you get a chance, open up an ambu bag and put it together so you know how the pieces connect, how this goes to that just so that you're ready in an emergency. So another thing to play with for sure if you are working with ambu bags. So do you have suction and is it working? Do you have an ambu bag or some sort of rescue material if your patient has some oxygen needs that might be increasing? And with that, Does the oxygen work on the wall? Make sure that it works when you start your shift. Even if your patient's on room air, you don't know how the day is going to go. So make sure oxygen works. Make sure all those things work, suction, oxygen, everything. And then let's take a look at your alarms. So this is something that so many of us forget, but depending on where you are, nurses may be messing with your alarm parameters on your monitor if you're working with a monitor. If you have a patient who the tech is coming in with a Viper or something like that and getting vitals for you, that's totally different. But if you have a patient on a monitor, check your parameters to make sure that they are within the range that you want. Sometimes people lower those things or increase them just to avoid alarms. And Or it's for the patient before that. Maybe the patient before yours was, you know, on comfort care. So all the alarms were like turned really low or turned off. And that's the last thing you want for your other critical patient. So always take a look at your alarm parameters and know what they are set to. Next thing, if you are new to this hospital, make sure that you locate where the call for help button is on your wall, if you have one of those, and also where a code button is on a wall. Sometimes you can just yell out, but if you are alone in that room, you want to know the button that you need to push if you need to in an emergency for sure. So suction, Ambu bag, oxygen, alarms, where's the code button? The other thing is what access do you have if something goes wrong? I want you to know exactly which IV, which lumen you're going to use in case of an emergency and make sure whichever one you've targeted as the one you'll use in an emergency make sure it works perfectly at the start of your shift this is especially true for those in the ICU if you have a central line and you've got you know six different things running through each of those ports be aware of what's going where label your lines at the start of your shift for one but know what you can Quickly Take off if all of them are being used which one can you detach and use for your epinephrine other drugs if you're doing an emergent intubation that you're pushing fentanyl for said whatever through which one is the best one for you to use if it was possible for me what I like to do at the start of my shift is go into if you have like micromedics or something like that put in all your meds see which ones you could put together using the IV compatibility option because maybe if you have six meds, maybe three of them can go into one port and three of them can go in the other and now you have an open port. If it was at all possible for me to have an open port, that's what I attempted to do at the start of each shift because that is my emergency line. So if it's possible, see if you can do that. If your patient has nothing running, just make sure you've got a solid IV that you can use in an emergency. So really know your access That's something just to always keep in mind as you start. What if my patient coded right now? What would I do? Where's the button I need to push? Where's my access? Do I have oxygen? Yell to somebody to get the code card. If I'm the person getting it, where is it? All these things are so important for us to remember. These are the basics so that we can save our patient if something goes wrong. Along the same vein, make sure you know your patient's code status. This goes first. So at the start of your shift, always check. Don't just assume that you have a full code because your patient could be an A&D or a no code. And the last thing that you want to be doing is breaking ribs doing CPR if that's not what they wanted. So know your code status first and foremost, and then know all this emergency stuff. And the last little tidbit here, just know in case some of the beds out there have little CPR handles and those will drop the head really fast. So don't just like pull it and let your patient fall really quickly, but it's a really great function to play with and get familiar with because in an emergency, sometimes you don't want those couple seconds of you pushing the head of the bed down with the little motor. If it's, you know, if you can pull that handle and it will drop the head of the bed real quick and get them right into the position they need to be for CPR. That's exactly what you want to do. So Just check your bed out and know how to use that as well for these emergencies. Okay, so just to quickly review, I want you to know where your emergency equipment is and own your room. So know where the code card is, play with it as much as you can, know how to push it, that sort of thing, know how to use your defibrillator, all of that. And know where any other emergency equipment is on your unit that you might use depending where you are. If you're in cardiac or something like that, know where all the things are, pacer wires, that sort of stuff. Next, for your room, I want you to make sure that your suction, your oxygen works. Do your, are your alarms set the way they should be? Do you know where an Ambu bag is or the next level of oxygenation, depending on your patient's needs, know where those things are or how to access them quickly? What access are you going to use in an emergency? So you need an IV that's reliable or a central line with an open port or somewhere that you could detach and push METs through if you needed to in an emergency know where that code button is in your room, know your patient's code status, and know how to use your bed in case of an emergency to get your patients quickly into position for CPR. All right, guys, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. It's something just to keep in mind always at the start of every shift. It's just good, especially in nursing, to be prepared for the worst. That doesn't mean we have to focus on it the whole shift. We don't have to worry that our patient's going to die every second of every day, but It's always good to know what you do if an emergency happens. That is a really important thing, and that's a huge part of your job as a nurse. At the end of the day, we are trying to keep our patients alive. If they are full codes, if they are no codes, it's a different story. But if your patient is a full code, the goal is essentially to keep them alive. And that starts with you. So definitely ask these questions. Find where all this stuff is. Reach out to your educator if you need to, and own your room, know your patient. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way, we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.